Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our sixth episode, and we will be discussing how the entertainment industry is in shambles, but you can still have fun. So the impetus for recording this one has been uh, Starfield and the film industry. So Starfield came out um, officially a couple days ago. The the gaming industry's gotten into this awful habit of um, fork over an extra... 20 30 bucks for the premium edition you can play a couple days early i didn't do that i got in on the um regular edition of starfield and i played um just a tiny first bit of it so i can't say anything too definitive about it other than it feels too much like fallout 4 and not enough like a, a next gen rpg in my opinion so then that's going to be uh something i'm probably going to find consistently flaws the experience too many loading screens not a high enough frame rate those sorts of things. Um, but, you know, people are more concerned about bitching about the pronouns on one side or, or the other uh, and not about the uh, technical, Is not the fact that the game isn't as technically advanced as I think it should be. Um, it's not um, as well designed as an RPG should be. Of course, I've only played a very little bit of it. But the uh, whole thing is if you like to play games, there are plenty of other games that you can play other than Starfield. There's a burgeoning indie scene. You can always go um, onto eBay and get a Super Nintendo or an N64 and an original PlayStation and get tons and tons of old games and play um, that in those ways. So there are alternatives for basically um, every facet of entertainment except for the big corporate stuff, but we're going to talk about how all the big corporate stuff is um, basically not worth engaging with. Uh, you look at how they have to pay for reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, you look at how um, the box office numbers for a lot of these films are in the gutter. They have been for a while, and it's not because it's COVID. Um, it's because people just do not want to engage with uh, the film industry um, as it exists right now in terms of um, what's in the box office because it's just fundamentally not good content because it's based around um, generating a higher ESG score, not making a good um, movie. And that is the fundamental thing that's um, pervasive in the culture for the um, for the big corporate stuff is that it's about an agenda it's not about we have this genuine story we want to tell and we'll tell it to the uh the audience the fact of the matter is that is um that's been dead for a long time in in, in the corporate media and corporate entertainment but the independent circuit whether it's comic books whether it's video games whether it's um you know novel writing or or any of of these um things that people use um to entertain themselves is there is an independent scene and it's burgeoning and it's only going to get bigger and it's filled with um creators who've been disaffected from the corporate um space one way or another the big you know, legacy way, the way you're supposed to do things, because as as I've said before, that system is just about checking boxes. It's about an agenda. I've talked about it on the uh, Hump Day Popery, the other podcast show that I do, and um, I'm talking about it now, of course. But the the um, those independents who 
um, just want to be creative, who just have stories to tell, they have the means to tell those stories directly to their audience. Now more than ever, I was able to self-publish uh, my book and thousands of other people, thousands of other authors have been able to do the same. They don't have to go um, and send um, their book to publisher after publisher and then get um, you know shafted by these big... Um, corporations that do not give a single solitary uh, shit about um, their their book. They just care about making money off of the book. You know, the Penguin Random Houses of the world, the, um, you know, Bantam Delts of the world. These big companies that just want to uh, use you um, until there's nothing left. And they don't care if, um, you know, they've got to censor a book to placate the mob. They don't care if they have to remove your book from the shelves to placate the mob. They're going to do it because it's about making money. And it's about seeming like they're on the um, right side of history at the end of the day. It's not, I have uh, creative integrity. I have uh, integrity as a person. And I'm going to stick to that. Uh, no, no, no. It's about making as much money as possible and being perceived as being socially acceptable. But as as I've said before, uh, this is just one of the reasons why the entertainment industry is in shambles, I would say. And it is because of how, um, one, corporate everything's become, and two, when everything became so corporate, um, it set up the um, playing field for, uh, I guess, the woke mind rot. As uh, we've said it before, as you know, I have, as Doc has, my co-host on Hump Day Potpourri, and a whole bunch of other people in the uh, spaces that I, I find myself to be aligned with, you know, like Eric July, like Nerdrotic, Geeks and Gamers, those sorts of people. Ryan Kennel, I watch his videos a lot. It's constantly about how Disney's uh, screwing up, how um, all these companies, you know, like DC with. with you see stuff like um, Blue Beetle, you see stuff like um, the Snow White movie that hasn't come out, but or Dial of Destiny, which has come out, and they aren't making money, they aren't good entertaining, entertaining um, products, they're just made to uh, make money and make it seem like um, these companies are more socially uh, aware than they actually are, when they uh, really aren't at all, in the sense that, uh, you know, it's not like... Disney is um, doing anything good for society meaningfully at this point. I mean, you can argue that they used to um, very meaningfully entertain with their movies and their parks, but they aren't really doing that anymore because the movies are being made to uh, satiate an agenda. The parks experience is just overpriced nonsense at this point. You're, you're spending money just to wait in lines that are slightly shorter because the attendance is going down. But it's not a uh, fun experience because it's so corporate. And that, that's one of the things that I, I think is really ruining entertainment is how corporate and centralized a lot of this is. But the good thing is, is that we can decentralize, we can support alternatives, and you don't necessarily have to disengage with all the big um, stuff. You know, if you like to go to the Disney parks, that's um, fine. You can support um, independent creators you can support um independent filmmaking you can support independent um comic books and uh publishers uh and all these sorts of things while engaging with the disney's and the warner brothers and the um uh hb well yeah discovery those sorts of um big name entertainment companies it's the 51 percent rule uh, which um 
Eric July has uh, talked about, but I'm a big proponent of where you want to get to the point where 51% of your entertainment budget is being spent on independent um, media from uh, companies and people that don't explicitly um, hate you and your guts, really, because that is um, how it really feels um, if you go into the mind of these um, creatives, but you can do so now more than ever with um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you have all these uh, celebrities and showrunners and producers talking about how they have an agenda and you just have to sit back and take it, how, um, you know, it's their time to shine and not the uh, evil white men who are running the cis heteronormative patriarchy. And like I, I've said before uh, on this uh, cast, sorry about that, um, it really is about pushing the agenda, seeming like you're socially acceptable. It's about pushing a message on to people and not saying we have this story we need to tell and we want to tell it as effectively as possible, whether that be in a film, in a TV show, in a book, in a comic. It's more about we have to make sure that um, you know there's a gay character, there's a, a black character, there's a trans, other kin, non-binary, queer um, character in our um, piece of media and you have to know about it and you have to be not only okay with it you have to be shouting from the rooftops how um, progressive and uh, amazing it is that all these things exist in, in the media right now uh, and, and people are, are frankly um, sick of it and people are frankly even if they aren't explicitly as sick of it as someone like as from heels versus baby faces with um Starfield and the pronouns. People just do not want to engage with real world politics when they are going for escapism. They don't want to watch um, a movie about um, Snow White and have to deal with Rachel Zegler's uh, nonsense. They don't want to play that cool space RPG and have to think about um, transgenderism. So people just want to be entertained by their entertainment. Um, if but that is a, a crime in today's um, society where you have to be always aware, you have to be woke, you have to be awake, you have to be socially conscious, you have to be anti-racist, and that's every facet of your existence, and that includes entertainment, which is why entertainment is going the way that it is, because once it went fully corporate, it was able to go fully uh, woke, and when you are woke, everything about you has to be woke, everything about you has to be um and socially aware so everything's sexist everything's homophobic everything's racist and you have to point it all out anita sarkeesian said that she was a very big proponent of going against video games for not being politically correct enough and that mindset is the mindset that drives a lot of um the people who are ESG minded in entertainment is that you have to come from the perspective that it's all bad and we're here to fix it and fixing it is making this absolute nonsense that is just pushing an agenda so it's like I, I'll say this before it's in shambles entertainment because it's about pushing an agenda and not telling stories that are genuinely good but I think we are getting to a point where the people who want to tell stories that are genuinely good are just going to do that and they're going to do that independently and just serve it to the people who are willing to pay for those and use the internet as a means to facilitate that transaction you're seeing this stuff with um, Sound of Freedom, you're seeing this stuff um, with the Rip Up First, you're seeing this with myself where I can just um, write stories and, and write um, and publish true um, 
services like Lulu and Amazon independently, and I don't have to operate through a publisher. I can publish, you know, whatever story I want. I didn't have to send Machine to Man, you know, showing myself here, um, my, my novel to any publisher. I just um, did all the work to self-publish the book, and it's a physical book that you can buy, and there's no corporate overhead. I don't have someone breathing down my neck saying, you know, I use, I didn't use the word birthing person in my book. Uh, I used the word mother or I used the term breastfeeding instead of chest feeding and that's, you know, not something I can use in current day. I don't care about that particular stuff I have. I had a story I want to tell. I have a lot of stories I want to tell. I'm just going to tell them um, to you and sure, you know, I might not have a, a huge marketing arm, but I do have the internet. I do have the ability to podcast like this, post a daily Paul use my Substack as a way to connect with people, and the more people I connect with, the more I can build out a publishing house entirely independently without the need for a big corporate backing. And that used to not be possible back when um, you had to pay to get on the radio, back when you had to, um, m you know, mail out everything, back when you know you could only buy books from the bookstore. We are in a very different landscape for entertainment than we used to be, and a lot of people are still operating that old. Um, mindset where you need um, some sort of corporate backing in order to be perceived as legitimate and I think that's going to carry on um, for a lot of people but those um, those are going to be the dinosaurs those are the ones who are still going to wait um, for like the writers guild um, writers guild of America or SAG-AFTRA to uh, cut a deal and save them from um, AI right be because um, they think um, AI is going to completely eliminate them. And it really is because they aren't going to be the ones who um, use it to meld um, with their workflows. They're just going to be against it and hate it and say it's going to ruin them. And then um, it's going to get to the point where AI is going to take over. But if you embrace AI, you accept that it's a tool that you can use to improve your work so workflow and you do that, um, then you can do great things with AI and you can make yourself extremely relevant to um, the future that is going to include AI. In my opinion, I could certainly be wrong on that, but I would say you want to be optimistic with um, entertainment. You see a lot of bad news in terms of you know how Disney's going, how DC is going, how um, basically any big corporate um, entertainment um conglomeration is uh, in shambles right now and sure you know it's sad to see you know stuff like disney stuff like warner brothers stuff um that we grew up with when we were all um young kids not be in the position that it should be but it's just laying the groundwork for a nice independent um scene a parallel economy if you will to um rise up and provide the entertainment services and uh media that is sorely lacking um, right now and just going to um, happen more and more as these big corporate um, conglomerations continue to fumble in the name of proving how woke they are. And that's really what it is. It's about proving that you are on the right side of history, that you are down with the cause and not about entertainment. And that is why entertainment is in shambles. And that's what this ramble was about. So hopefully uh, you enjoyed that little stream of consciousness, consciousness there. Uh, I'm always going to say I'm still getting used to solo podcasts, and I'll probably say that even after the 100th episode of this. But we're going to move on to the outro. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one.
Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompolishing.substack.com, to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.